O thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Good evening. Hopefully this will work. (laughs) Welcome to the show. I'm going to sing a song. Hopefully the microphone will stay. Bear with me. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know? That your baby boy has come to make you new. This child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would calm a storm with his hand. Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? And when you kissed your little baby, you've kissed the face of God. Oh, Mary, did you know? Do you think she knew? I do, I think she knew. Blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again. The lame will leap, the dumb will speak, the praises of the Lamb. Yeah, they will. your baby boy is Lord of all creation. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy was heaven's perfect lamb? And the sleeping child you're holding is the great I am. Mm-hmm. Mary, did you know? Oh, Mary, did you know? That song was written a long time ago. <laughs> That was another Mark Lowry song, and also written by Buddy Green. Yeah, it was published by Word Music many, many decades ago. Yeah, it was. Well, fortunately, the 
the microphone held out. Yeah, it did. So, hey, glad that you're uh, here, people. Uh, good good Friday night to you. I am. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to see if I can look at people or who are in the chat room. Oh, there's my buddy. Dr. Jennifer Fee is in the house who probably can't hear me. You Did you hear me okay, Jennifer? <laughs> uh, oops, wait, hold on. Ah! Wait, no, I'm in the I'm in the wrong room. Get out of there. I want to go back in my own room. Okay, there we go. Ah, uh, okay. So I'm going to, I guess I can do that. <clears throat> my, um, my phone is charging, so I have to have it over here. So I might not be able to see comments right away. But, ooh, what I'll do is I will share this out, people. Yeah, I will, right now. I'm going to share it right. I'm going to share it with all my followers. And then we'll also share this on Twitter. Because you're no one if you're not on Twitter. If you're not there already, if then you've, you've missed, missed it. it. Mm -hmm. If okay. you haven't been listed, retweeted, or blogged, you might as well not have existed. That's right. Yeah. If you're not on TikTok, though, you're kind of really far behind. <laughs> hey, by the way, speaking of TikTok, if you want to follow me and moi, uh, you can follow me at Stacy Lynn L-O-J. Download the TikTok app and follow Stacy Lynn like it's spelled there, L-O-J, as in Ladies of Justice. Yeah, you can follow me there. I actually did a, a one-woman skit recently about, um, what was it about? It was about um, social anxiety. Yeah. You, you might, <laughs> you're like, really? Why did you do that? It was kind of funny. But I also have some concerns about TikTok people. Because a couple days ago, I posted a video. It was just this simple little note of encouragement video. And only two views in three days. So I think I'm being spiked over on TikTok too. You know what I'm saying? Not tic-tac-toe. <laughs> Okay, that was bad. Sorry, my bad. Okay, anyway, <clears throat> so tonight what we're going to do is we're going to talk about President Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey, how many of you guys watched the impeachment hearings? Raise your hand. Oh, no, I didn't. I don't care. <laughs> I probably should care, but I really don't. I mean, that's the truth. I so, so do not care. <laughs> I probably should, but I don't, just so you know. Um... You know why? Because if it was a Democrat in office and they did the same stinking thing, it's just bread and circus to me. And frankly, yes, your vote matters. You should always go and vote because being an American, you have that right to, to vote, right? But I believe, this is my opinion. You can You can take it for what it's worth. But my opinion is that you um, make more of an impact at a local level when you vote locally, right? <clears throat> I mean, your vote matters nationally, obviously, because enough people voted so that Hillary wouldn't win. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and, you know, and of course, I have friends, you know, I play pickleball with and stuff, and so many of them were upset. Did you hear Peach was in Trump? I'm like, yeah, I heard. <laughs> started to laugh. I know I should care. I should like, I should be, I should be upset. I should be like mourning. I should be like, I can't, America's falling apart. We need to make America great again. But I can't. Sorry. My bad. You know why? Because I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. And I could hear some of you going, really? 
Really? You do this show? You're a Christian? You call yourself a Christian and you don't care about politics? And I'd be like, um, I care about politics, but I really don't care. <laughs> you know why? Because in the long run, it really, politics doesn't change a culture. Jesus changes a culture because Jesus comes in, he touches people's hearts, and he's the one that changes people from the inside out. So you can debate politics all you want, but all you're going to do is get high blood pressure and put yourself at risk for a stroke or something if you get too stressed out watching politics. Because if you believe everything you're being bought, you know, you're being pitched in the liberal media or the mainstream media, however you want to call it. Um, you're just gonna, you're just gonna blow a gasket. If you disagree with the left, you're gonna get all upset. If you're somebody that gets, disagrees with the right, you're gonna get all upset. So why bother? You know what? Hey, if you want to be a joyful person, ignore the media, except this show. Cause I'm here to cheer you up. Yeah, I am. And give you hope. Right, Bareface? Yeah. And you'll hear the, uh, quote lawmakers unquote mm -hmm. themselves that you know they all go out and have dinner together have a drink together whatever i right. i think i think a lot of it is what happens on the hill is is circus it's just it's just you know it's enough to to keep you know us to get some mentality to keep both sides in office and if you've served five years in the house of representatives you can retire with your $86,000 a year pension. So, <laughs> you know, they want to make it that five-year mark, you know. And, and He looked this up recently, by yeah. the way. It's actually true. You, you, yes. This is why people, like, run for office so they can be, like, forever compensated. Yeah. <clears throat> it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. And the $1.4 trillion whatever thing just passed, you know, budget to fund the government through September of 2020. <laughs> So it didn't shut down. Anyway, I'm I could go on. I'm even not even watching the news, and and I could blow a gasket just talking about it. I <laughs> um I just I just think yeah don't yeah. don't get yourself emotionally, <clears throat> mentally, spiritually anything invested in in government and princes or horses or you know the right. power of government because they're gonna let you down every time, and um, and that's. And it's by design, I think, anyway. I think it's totally by design. Because if you understand Bible prophecy, as it applies to the world, not just America, people, this is, this is I think, okay, this is what I think a lot of people, boy, my hands are really dry. Hold on, I'm going to put some lotion on my hands. Maybe. If I can get this lotion thing to work. Did you break this on me? Oh, there it is. See, the first thing I do is blame Bareface. Yeah, like, what's with that? You're the only person that lives here that could do that. Do what? You know, mess up the lotion thing. Why and would I be doing anything with it? I know, you're not that type of guy. I'm not Metro, no. <laughs> I prefer rural. I totally forgot my, what I was going to say. Remind me, Bareface. Well, before you said your hands were really dry, uh, you were talking about Bible prophecy, not just America. Yes, that's right. So, so Bible prophecy. <laughs> Some Christians have this idea that when you read the Bible, 
that you could see America in the Bible, right? Like, hey, there's the Book of America. <laughs> We're going to read all about America and Bible and, and how the Bible you, you impacts can, America. You can find USA all <laughs> over the Bible in between the R and L in Jerusalem. But um... Anyway, if you understand biblical prophecy in the light of the whole scripture, the whole counsel of God, like from Genesis to Revelation, or as my pastor would say, from Genesis to the book of Maps, there you go, JC. <laughs> um, then you understand that the Bible, the the centerpiece of Scripture, the place in the world where you really need to focus if you really want to follow Bible prophecy is Israel, right? And I have to tell you, I have um, somebody in our audience sent me a video this week. I might play it tomorrow because I'm not I'm not prepared to play it tonight. But they were talking about. <clears throat> um, so it was a Christian leader who was a complete anti-Semite, bashing Donald Trump because of his because of his support of Israel. But here's the thing: backing up. So, Bible prophecy is very important because, in order for Bible prophecy to come to pass for the end of times, we're all waiting the second return of Jesus. Right? Jesus came once; he's coming back again. The second coming, you know, that's kind of what we call it. Um, and the big debate. With, with Israel and Jews who don't yet receive Jesus as their Messiah, Yeshua as their Messiah, is they, they haven't, the unbelieving Jews don't believe Jesus is their Messiah when he showed up. And that's all, you can see all that in the, in the New Testament. Uh, but the believing Jews who do receive Jesus as their Messiah, they, they get it, right? And so as Gentiles are grafted in and we're awaiting the second return, but the unbelieving Jews still think he hasn't shown up yet. So that's the big debate. Uh, and, you know, and the whole issue, you know, has, has to do with, um, <clears throat> you know, in the culture, people are, well, will Jews go to heaven if they don't accept Jesus? No. Just so you know, that's, <laughs> they won't. That's simple. That's, it's biblically sound. No, they won't. If they reject Yeshua, they are not going to heaven if they die. Just so you know. Are they are the Jews God's chosen people? Yes, they are as a nation. Okay? But they still have to believe. So here's my point though. The Antichrist has to come to power. And in order for the Antichrist to come to power, this is the super simple version of this, you have to have a world dictator who's gonna dictate over the whole world. Well, here's news flash. The news flash is that America is in the world, and America well, it has to be part of that, right? So when we see all of these nations coming together and, the, you know, the new world order, which George Bush, the first, uh, you know, talked about way back in the early 80s. And there's probably even people who talked about it way even before that. When, when George Bush talked about it, that was my lifetime. <clears throat> a lot of people were like, um, hmm, a new world order. I wonder what that's all about. You know, but see, people believe that there's these pieces, these jigsaw pieces going together. And Donald Trump has completely upset the establishment, a.k.a. the Illuminati, a.k.a. Bilderberg, a.k.a. the puppet masters who really, truly rule the world. You know, and, and I know some of you are like, what? You're crazy. You're a conspiracy theorist. No, I'm not. I just know a little bit more than most of you. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I probably don't. But what I will say is that if we can believe that Trump is truly an outsider and that he isn't part of this big master's plan of deception, then they are really upset with him. And this, this impeachment was like, oh, we just have to impeach him because he's a butthead, really. I mean, seriously. So that's why I don't care about politics, because I care more about Bible prophecy and seeing what's happening in the long haul. I don't think America is going to stand as a country. I think God has shown his severe mercy on this country. I think we're completely under God's judgment in this country. And I know some people totally disagree with that, but I wholeheartedly believe it with all of my heart that we are under God's judgment. You're breaking up again. Sorry. Uh, and I'm not even. I'm not even oh. touching this microphone. Ah. But I mean, I do. I believe we're under God's judgment for a number of things. Number one, immorality is rampant. America is the number one purveyor of pornography and immorality all over the world, right? People. I mean, seriously, we are the smut capital of the world. We are deviant in all our ways, uh, and it's disgusting. We have slaughtered millions of babies in the womb. In the womb, man. We have killed children, like babies that God created, knit together in his mother's womb, you know, in, in all those wombs out there. We've murdered these babies, and the blood of, you know, those kids is on our country, I wholeheartedly believe. Um, <clears throat> and so much more, <laughs> which, you know. So, of course... Everybody, you know, was like, well, we're so great, though. No, we're not. We, Amer the, the idea of making America, quote, great again would really, really, truly mean that America needs to repent. And I like what some people have put on their houses, on their houses, on their hat, they, like make America godly again. Well, if America was godly again, we would have godly people in office, first of all, and then we would have godly ruler i mean we'd have godly rulers we would have the bible back in schools again we'd have 10 commandments all over the place people would actually respect the family unit the way he created it and so on but that is not our country i mean <clears throat> you know i talk to a lot of people i'm going to tell you something i'm 51 years old not that old but i am i am i'm over 50 and i was raised i'm generation x Right. And I have to tell you this funny story. <laughs> this cracks me up. I'll, I'll share this. So I went to the bank this this week and the kid that waited on me is 26 years old and we were talking and everything. And I was telling him about TikTok and how, you know, there's this thing. OK, boomer over on there. And Randall's a boomer. I'm an exer. And that kid was a millennial. He was like, how did you know this stuff? And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I'm like twice your age. <laughs> Why? Why would you be on social media on TikTok? Why wouldn't I be? You know, it's so that I can see. And, and there is a revival of sorts, I think, happening within certain parts of the body of Christ. But I don't think that this country, I don't think America is going to be revived or going to be godly again. I just don't. I'm a realist. I look at life. I look at the real stuff. I used to be a therapist for crying out loud. Most of the people that I counseled were Christians. And I have to tell you that 
the stuff that they talked to me about, they shouldn't have been talking to me about if they were being obedient to God's word. You know, and it's kind of like in the Old Testament, Randall can speak to this more than I can, but King Josiah, you know, when he found the, the scrolls in the temple, they were loaded with dust. Israel had gone astray and he had, he was raised up to be a godly king to bring morality back to Israel. And I'm going to tell you something. The nation of Israel today is, is just as immoral and corrupt and wicked as we are, <clears throat> but the difference between America and Israel is that God, God's chosen people are in Israel. That is his land. We have, uh, they have, the world has tried to destroy Israel and the rebirth of Israel that happened in my parents' lifetime. It didn't happen in mine because I was too young. But the rebirth of Israel, when that happened and Israel was born, let's say again, when they were born again, May 14th, 1948, when that happened, America played a huge part in that. So I believe because of that, we are blessed as a country. And I think God has withheld his severe judgment on us. But I still think we're under some form of judgment. So this ridiculous controversy with uh, with uh, Donald Trump, uh, okay, and Franklin Graham, who, who I'm not a fan of, by the way, and I'm also not a fan of Christianity today, but I do find it really interesting that we have the president of America, you know, blasting Christianity today, a Christian magazine, because the leftist guy that wrote the article in Christianity Today um, basically is calling for Trump's removal. So <clears throat> today, uh, um, Donald Trump did that. He called for... <laughs> called for the room. I started laughing when I read that headline too. I was like, wow, that's severe. The whole president of the United States calling out Christian magazine. So it's my understanding that Christianity Today was founded by Billy Graham many, many decades ago. And currently they have approximately, I guess, 80,000 subscribers, which really isn't that many when you think about it, uh, especially being around for so long. Franklin Graham felt the need to defend his father, um, but also Donald Trump. And um, is this the one that has... Yeah, so what we're going to do, can you play the video? Uh, For the AP News one? Yeah, no, the CBN News one. I think it's the same one, isn't it? I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, if you want to pull that up, I can read this one. Which one? The AP one. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, me and Randall are like this. Yeah, we are. Okay, so it says here, because <clears throat> he's got to find the video. So I will, I will uh, read this. Yeah, I will. I will do the best I can. I have floaters that irritate me because they're like floating in front of my eyeballs. Whenever I get really bright light, the floaters, I can see them. And it's like, I'm like, okay. Let's just... Ah, yeah, there they're gone. <laughs> Okay, it says here, President Donald Trump blasted a prominent Christian magazine on Friday, a day after it published an editorial arguing that he should be removed from office because of his blackened moral record. I am not even going to touch the previous presidents on that one. <laughs> Trump tweeted that Christianity Today, an evangelical magazine founded by the late Reverend Billy Graham, quote, would rather have a radical left non-believer who wants to take your religion and your guns than Donald Trump as your president, unquote. 
The magazine has been doing poorly and hasn't been involved with the Billy Graham family for many years, Trump wrote. He questioned whether the magazine would prefer a Democratic president to guard their religion. Some of his strongest evangelical supporters, including Graham's son, rallied to his side against the publication. Their pushback underscored Trump's hold on the evangelical voting bloc that helped propel him into office and suggested the editorial would likely do little to shake that group's loyalty. And I agree. I don't think it matters a whole lot what this dude has said um, because um, and because I think the evangelical fundamentalist voting block listens to Christian media and looks, they will do anything that Christian leaders in this country say. That's the truth. Because uh, most evangelicals don't think for themselves, number one. And not that, I'm not impugning anybody in particular, but I am saying that people are sheep. The Bible says that we're like sheep. And the evangelical block is is a big, huge sheep. A bunch of sheep. Yeah, they are. And you wouldn't put Christianity Today as an evangelical leader? It used to be, but I think it's gone left. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like the Southern Baptist Convention and a whole bunch of other places. Anyway, uh, let me know when you got the video. Oh, I don't. Um, okay, you weren't going to finish this article. No, because it basically says the same thing the video does. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why I sent you both things. I apologize for that. Yeah. I make mistakes, people, just so you know. All right, let's make... Okay, oops. So let me say hi to Oddvar. Hey, Oddvar, you're in the room. And so is Mia, my superhero paramedic friend. And also uh, Jennifer and Precious Love 30 is in there. I don't know who that is. Van Gogh 1 has joined. Uh, Wacky Foreigner. I don't know if you're still in there or not. Tech Ted Jacks Beach, Florida. Uh-huh. Heisenburn, the NRA. Yeah, I've, I actually interviewed the guy, the head of the NRA, a while back. Wacky foreigner. Okay, so let's see. It's about. Okay, want to visit the Shuka. All right, I like some of the comments in here. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna read them all, just so you know. But. See over on YouTube. <laughs> Wait. That, what Barb's comments and yeah. Jeff and Jeff and e Eric. Look at that. We got like a whole bunch of people everywhere. Wow, you guys all tuned in for us? How cool is that, man? You guys got good taste. Yeah, is, you do. Is this the video that you wanted? Yes. Okay. I believe so. So, okay, so this is from CBN News. And it's talking about Franklin. It's, it's an interview with Franklin Graham about this. And so what better person to hear it from than from his, his own lips? And then we'll have Bareface address the political thing about Israel. Hopefully, Bareface can answer it better than me. Okay. Okay. Ready? Okay. Oh, no. This isn't it. This isn't it? No. This, it's the CBN article. It's the first one that I sent you. Okay. Well, then, forget this one. Yeah, because that one has, that one has audio um, <clears throat> text on the screen. So, yeah, bear with us, people. Yeah. Okay, so while Randall is finding that video, I want to share something with you. Super great that happened this week. 
I want <clears throat> to encourage you as well, because that's why I'm here, in part, to encourage you to annoy a few of you. Um, so earlier this week, I went to um, see somebody who recently blessed me. I'm being, I'm going to be very big, vague because they could be watching and some of you could know them and I'm not going to say anything about who they are or where they're at or anything, but I just wanted to say that um, I had a very uh, warm meeting with somebody this week uh, because in recent days, they truly blessed my heart and I don't mean that in a mean way. <laughs> I mean, they really, truly did. They really touched me in a deep way. Um, uh, and I was very grateful for, um, their kind gestures towards me. And so this week, um, I decided I want to do something, um, special for them, even though you wouldn't necessarily think it was too deeply special because of what it was, but whatever, it's all in the eye of the beholder. And anyway, I went and I did this and, um, and it was a, it was a really cool thing, you know? It was cool because, you know, sometimes people are looking for real connection and, and real relationships. And, you know, this Christmas is like a couple of days from now. You guys all know that, you know, just so you know, Randall and I, we haven't put up our tree. I haven't bought Randall a gift yet. I don't think he's bought me one. <laughs> We're doing everything we can just to make sure we can buy food. So, you know, things have been very, very tight. And this person really blessed Randall and I. Um, and so I had an opportunity to do what Brene Brown uh, talks about in her book, Daring Greatly. And, and in fact, I actually shared a little bit of, of this on my morning stretch call that I'm on with Legal Shield. I, I shared uh, how grateful I was for the very kind gesture that, um, that was given to me and Randall. And I want you to know that, you know, the holidays sometimes can get lost uh, when you focus on all the external stuff out there. And I think the media, I think this whole impeachment thing, I think all of this stuff is just external wrapping paper, if you will, that, that really inside of it is a crappy old gift. And so I just want to encourage you to connect with those people that you really, truly, deeply love and appreciate. And I know we all hear it, but you know what? You don't know when you're going to go. You don't know when you're going to die. Uh, I mean, your life could change in an instant. I, I have a friend who lost their mother this week. I have a, another friend I found out today. He lost his mother this week. Um, you just don't know, you know? Um, and I don't want to scare anybody or anything, but I want to encourage you to lay aside all of that external crappy stuff that everybody gets so entangled in and take a moment to really examine who you are and then be very brave with those people. And it's probably a handful because that's what most of us have and reach out and share with them your heart. You know, I can tell you, I don't have many holy moments like I did this week with this person. But it was a great, it was a holy moment. It was one of those times where when you are truly connecting with somebody and, and you know there's 100% safety, you know that there is um, a genuine love, they're not going to use you for their own gain, 
uh, they really truly are looking out for your best interests, you know, and I just want to encourage you to look for that relationship this year at Christmas and to bond and reach out and be vulnerable, dare greatly. You know, she has a, Brene Brown has a, um, a statement that she uses. Um, it's this, it is the story I'm telling myself is, and you know, sometimes we can look at somebody or we can assume something in a relationship and we can go in our head, well, this is what's really going on. And, you know, if they knew this about me, they wouldn't really love me or they wouldn't care, blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing. The Lord knows already. Jesus knows. And even if you don't feel like you have any real friends in this world, Jesus Christ can be that real friend to you if you truly open your heart up to him and allow him to love you and you accept his love and you begin to really look at his love for you because he loves you in so many little ways that you probably don't even recognize because you're too busy looking at all this other stuff. And that's the trick of the enemy to get you to look away from the one that made you, the one that loves you, the one that created you, the one that is longing to spend some time with you every single day. You know, the one, there's only one person in the world who knows the number of hairs on your head. And by the way, he colored those hairs. Yeah, he did. Just so you know. So that's my loving exhortation to you. Um, and don't be afraid to write a note to people to let them know how much they mean to you. Because, you know, maybe one day when you are gone, they're going to have that note. And you're going to look at it and you're going to go, I, I'm so glad I have this. You know, my mom wasn't a writer. And as much as that woman hurt me, uh, you all are blessed because of her because I'm here. <laughs> that sounds pretty humble, doesn't it? But I'm just saying she wasn't all evil. Uh, but, you know, I have one or two Christmas cards from her where she actually told me she loved me in those cards. They're few and far between, but I have them to look at when I need to, you know, next, I have a teacher, one of my, one of my, um, my, um, teacher Susie, who I've known since I was in 10th grade, um, recently shared with me that she became a believer in Christ after all these years. And, um, as far as I know, she's on her deathbed and it's, it's, uh, kind of, um, surreal for me because every year she's sent, she, for, since high school, she has sent me a Christmas letter. And joining us now so is Franklin Graham, president of Samaritan. Sorry, that wasn't supposed to play. Oh, anyway, so I'm going to be quiet now with that little lecture and let's get to this Trump blasting Christianity video, huh? Okay, that's probably more fun to watch than me just being all sappy, so. I was just changing the resolution. This gotcha. It is being difficult but anyway all righty here goes and joining us now is franklin graham president of samaritan's purse and the billy graham evangelistic association franklin uh just want to ask you right off the top what was your initial reaction were you surprised when you heard about the editorial well i'm not really surprised because um christianity today the magazine has been moving to the left uh for some time uh, and uh, they're, they've been pretty much, you know, the never-Trumpers uh, and have been opposed to him uh, from day one. So uh, I wasn't really that surprised. Uh, Reverend Graham, the president, he's responded. Uh, he says that Christianity Today is, quote, a far-left magazine. Would you characterize it the same way? 
I would. It certainly has moved to the left. Uh, that's the way I would put it. From where my father started the magazine, it has moved considerably to the left over the years. Uh, my father actually uh, quit reading the magazine some time ago. So, a lot of strong reaction uh, coming because of this article. What do you see as the long-term fallout? Do you think Christianity Today will pay a price for this? You know, I, I can't. I can't say. Um, but no question, Christianity Today. Um, is um, is is it has changed and it's unfortunate. Um, but at the same time, they are the ones who invoked my father's name, and I just thought it was important to speak out for him and uh, let let the, the readers know uh, where my father my father had been so disappointed in this, and and the fact that uh, Christianity Today uh, took sides in something that was so partisan and obvious partisan. And the president says he's not guilty of what he's been charged with, and I, I would have to agree with him to prove it differently. Reverend Graham, were you uh, at all saddened to have to disclose your your father's vote? Uh, it's something you had never done before. Never done that, and I was. Uh, so I just um, I felt that it was important that we do it uh, and let people know that my father supports the president and, and support him in this last election. And if my father were alive today, he would uh, he would. Um, he would he would have defended himself. Well, the CT website includes a quote from your father. It says, Christianity Today should take the responsibility of leading in love what so much of our evangelical work has failed to do in fighting and name-calling. Do you think the editorial in any way meets that calling, maybe taking an unpopular stand, or do you think the magazine has lost its moorings? No, I don't think that's, that's what my father intended whatsoever. Um, the, the, the president has been accused by the Democrats. Not one Republican sided with them, uh, and not all the Democrats uh, sided with this. And so it's, it's obvious it's so partisan. Uh, and the president has not had a trial. And the fact that they have called for his removal based on what Nancy Pelosi and uh, Senator, well, you know, Schumer and the others, <laughs> Uh, what, what they're calling for. It was just absolutely wrong. And I, uh, they certainly don't represent most of the Bible-believing Christians in America today. Uh, they represent um, a growing, unfortunately, a growing number of uh, evangelicals who uh, are moving to the left. Reverend Graham, even still, do you think this article has any uh, kernel of truth or, or any merit at all? No. I really don't. None. Well, it's interesting. You were just talking about the unfortunate aspect of this. The editorial does expose divisions among Christians. So what about the political fallout, uh, the political polarization in that fallout, which seems to be, be splitting believers? How can Christians be effective ambassadors for Jesus if they're so split publicly? Well, my father, the last time he was at Christianity Today, uh, he, he, they wheeled him in a wheelchair and he spoke to them and basically was, was warning them uh, that they should all uh, be focused and stay with, uh, uh, focused on the Bible. And I think that's where Christianity today is, is getting off, off point. You know, the president is not the pastor of the country. They talk about taking the moral high ground, and that is uh, just uh, absolutely a bunch of garbage. What moral high ground do we talk about? Uh, President Obama and his support for uh, same-sex marriage, uh, 
Hillary Clinton supporting uh, her husband as he abused women. I mean, where's the moral high ground here? And, they, and for them, for Christians today, uh, to try to claim that they have the moral high ground uh, is just wrong. And um, they should have stayed out of this completely, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should. I think they should have, to be honest. I think, I don't think they they. They should have said what they said, but whatever. What do I? What do you guys think? By the way, I see your comments in the in the chat room. Um, but before we look at those, we'll address those comments. But we should thank our sponsor, Ariel Ministries. Ariel A R I E L dot org. Ariel has been so gracious to support this show, uh, to sponsor this show for three years, um, and. Right now, you can save 20% when you use that coupon code Bible News, people. Yeah, you can. Uh, make sure you go there. You can use that code. I, I think they're still having their 30% off sale. Through um, the end of the year. Through the end of the year. 30% on $30 or more. Yeah. So check that out. Um, let them know that you're happy that they sponsor our show. <laughs> by buying stuff from them uh also um can you put up that fetch rewards thing i probably can okay so i have to tell you that i am um uh always trying to find ways to save money and i happen to find this mobile app called fetch f-e-t-c-h like dog fetches you know rewards um and Here's the thing. All you got to do with this app is when you go grocery shopping, just take a picture of your receipt and then you get points in order to get gift cards, you know, and they have a ton of different gift, gift, gift cards in there. Um, uh, and probably don't want the, uh, don't need the, uh, headline there, huh? What had Trump blast Christianity yeah. today? Yeah. You can remove that. That's okay. <laughs> anyway, so if you take a screenshot of this page, then you can use my referral code, which is W-R-B-E-A. If you go to Fetch Rewards, just look it up in your app, your mobile store, your iPhone or your Android. Uh, if you download this this uh, thing, you'll get 2,000 points, which is $2. It's equivalent of $2. That, that, starts, that jump starts you on when you put your receipts in there. And yes, I know some of you are like... I don't want them tracking everything that I get. Well, here's a news story, people. They are tracking everything you get, so you may as well benefit from it. That's my attitude. Um, but if you use my coupon code, you'll get 2,000 points. I will get 2,000 points uh, or maybe even more, depending on if they're running a special at the time. So all you got to do is download that and then fill in your thing. And when, it, when you see that, just put in that um, code I've also tweeted it on my Twitter account, so just go to Bible News Radio on Twitter and do that as well. And the few of you who've already done it, thank you. I appreciate it. And hopefully you got your 2,000 points. And hopefully you're going to get some gift cards too. Yeah, you will. And the other thing I like about this is it doesn't give you a ton of gazillions of ads in there. That's one of the best things about it is there's no ads in it. Uh, so there you go on that. Um, also, I have an ask. Yeah, I do. One of the things I learned in... Networking marketing is that you should ask for stuff when you need it. So my ask is that if you have been putting off getting a Legal Shield membership or an identity theft protection membership, um, 
I want you to sign up this month. I am literally $30 away from going PC Pro, which would really help me and Randall with the bonus that I can earn for that. Uh, so I just need one full membership and that will bring us over the top. Uh, a full membership would be somebody who's going to sign up for Legal Shield and ID Shield together. Uh, that would give us enough points to go over the, the top and it would really help us out for Christmas. It really, truly, honestly would. Uh, so if you haven't considered Legal Shield or, you know, a couple of you, hey, you can get ID Shield uh, family plan, three bureau, that would do it. Um, I, I need one of those or I need two people to sign up for Legal Shield or I need two people to sign up for ID Shield, uh, one, you know, three bureau plan. Uh, any, anything that would come up for $30, yes. That would be awesome. But I have to tell you something that you getting the membership is going to benefit you. I just signed up another two people in the last two days. And one of them um, is having issues with being ripped off by a vendor. Uh, and another one wanted to get their will done. And they're like, they got four kids. So they're like, hey, I want to sign up for this legal shield thing so I can get my will done. It costs a lot of money for a lawyer to do your will. And you need your will done. I mean, because... I mean, you don't want to leave your family like in a mess, all that. So, so here's the thing. Please get in touch with me as soon as possible. This has to happen before the end of the year. It'd be super great if it happened before Christmas, but you know, if you can't do it before Christmas, but you can do it before the end of the year, that would rock. Um, and so just get in touch with me. Um, you can contact us through, our, through my website or any of the social media. I look at them all, just so you know. All right. Okay. Randall. Yeah. Do you want to get back to YouTube comments? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Barb says, I have to tell you that I'm totally confused about Zionism, political Zion Zionism specifically. So you want to address that? Uh, I was going to go way back to the... Oh, uh, the Book of Maps. Uh, oh. <laughs> no, I think the impeachment is a LARP. I didn't see that one. Um, oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, what's a LARP? LARP, uh, live action role playing. Oh, um, interesting. That can, <clears throat> it could be. Yeah, it can be. Uh, I think it's a show. I mean, yeah. yeah. A LARP, yeah, I, I like that. It's yeah, I figure cool. the Three Ring Circus is the uh, uh, the White House, the uh, you know cap the Capitol Building, and the Supreme Court. Is the three ring circus that puts on the shows. We'll get to your questions my soon. My not so humble opinion. Over there. By the way, I'm part Jewish too. I actually have Jewish blood in me and Bareface does too. So we're actually all Jews here. Yeah, we are. Can't you tell by part our noses? Part Jews, not all. <laughs> part, part I am small. Jewish. I'm proud of it. Should, yeah, should make t-shirts, you know, like, I am Jewish. Um, well, yeah, that's a quick way to make some enemies yeah. too. <laughs> anyway, uh... <laughs> Zionism, political Zionism specifically. Yeah, I'm I'm equally confused because there is this um, political movement which seems to be a financial movement uh, intertwined with you know what we would call just Zionism or I look at just definition of Zionism. Pure Zionism is just wanting to see uh, Israel survive, which uh, God does too. I mean, Jeremiah chapter 31, we see that basically as long as the sun is shining, the waves are rolling in, 
etc that uh, you know Israel will always will continue to be uh, a nation before him and so and we've seen so many things you know wars uh, you know the when they first you know declared their independence in 1948 the six day war you know uh, the Yom Kippur war etc where against all odds they've survived so there is Zionism where you know other than just Jews have you know our people are interested in the survival and support of Israel as this nation always has been I'm hanging every word. Don't let me paraphrase. But then there, uh, then I see this political Zionism, where um, I'm trying to think of some of the um, players. Well, with the uh, Rockefellers and things like that. If you go back to the late teens, early twenties, uh, there has been this movement to for the preservation of Israel but it's not it's not a spiritual motivation it's it's um a financial and political motivation mm-hmm. where there have been forces and players looking at the the um survival of Israel but i think that you know that ends up still working toward toward the good while they have different motives it's still used for the the preservation of spiritual Israel, if you will. Um, you know, I think of I think of going back to uh, Genesis, where Joseph's Joseph's brothers, you know, basically sold him into slavery, and then he met up with them, some whatever. Uh, let's see, he was thirty years old when he stood before Pharaoh, so. <clears throat> maybe 20 years later, whatever, he meets up with his brothers. And he says, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. And that's a good, that's a good English translation. Not that I'm a Hebrew scholar or anything, barely a Hebrew student, but that is the intent. They, they meant it for evil. They designed, their motives were evil for Joseph, but God meant it for good. That is, they were planning evil things but god still used it for his purposes that he wasn't wasn't able to turn around and turn it into something good but god was behind it all the way and you see that through the many prophecies in the judgment of his people where where nations assyria babylon whatever it's in god's plans to let these things happen uh and he says i will bring them from afar and all that and yet Orthodox people hate Zionism, or so they say. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think because of that uh, conflagration between you know Zionism is just the survival of Israel and the support of Israel, and the political element uh, that's there, and the you know the intertwining of them all, and people look at Zionism, they conflate do conflation that's a conflagration anyway you know the the conflation anyway conflating the two um but yeah again with the or even think looking to the new testament uh, i love acts 223 i believe it is peter giving that sermon on pentecost said 
according to the determined counsel and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands and crucified the Lord of glory or something to that extent. Right. And it's like their motives were bad to kill the Messiah. They were looking to get him out of the way, you know, unless the Romans take away our place in our nation. And yet it, they ended up accomplishing exactly what God wanted to accomplish and the and you know the death of messiah so their motives were evil so i think that's the way i look at it and and i am with you barb trying to trying to discern who's got what motives mm-hmm. which one are truly interested in and bareface didn't vote for trump just the, so you know the, there's some people who are like you guys are trump lovers blah blah <laughs> i voted for trump randall didn't I'm a Trump tolerator. Yeah, um, I am too. I mean, he was better than Hillary. Just yeah. saying. Um, so, and Bernie, yeah, there definitely are those, better than Bernie. So, there are those <laughs> interested in the promotion and support of Israel for for biblical reasons, and then there are those that are uh, favoring or working toward the support and you know exaltation of Israel for financial and political reasons. And sometimes it's difficult to to see who's who in, in that. And especially in Israel's founding. If I think when you look at some of the um the early players, I think like um oh come on. Uh uh Ben Ben Gurion, what's his what's his first name? Anyway, kinda like the first what are you doing? Our secret handshake at Potato Club. Oh. Anyway, the I'm trying to get the info into your head. Go ahead. Okay. Anyway, uh, you know, effectively, kind of the first, well, the, the leader. The David is it? David Ben Gurion. Yeah, probably. Probably David is a good new Jewish name. Uh, anyway, you look look at him, and I think his his motives were, you know, the pure Zionist, but. Some of the alliances he made were those who had the political and financial um, <laughs> motives. It's kind of like it's kind of like going back to California, uh, Proposition Twenty Two, and then Prop Eight. <laughs> you know, the evangelicals yeah. were buddy buddy with the Mormons, right? In that, because you know this, you know. Well, the Mormons did more. The Mormons did more, yeah. Than than the the regular quote Christian church. It's like uh, you know, theologically we're completely different worlds um but we have this uh end goal in mind and i think in the case of ben gurion and others that they saw these financial interests and in, as having you know the preservation and um you know i don't want to say exaltation but whatever the support of yisrael in mind with different motives but you know they made alliances because different different means but the same end or different motives but the anyway yeah that's a long answer yeah it is i almost fell asleep listening to that i almost fell asleep too all right people (laughs) all right so there was some other comments over here okay and you know what happened was Ooh, dang it. Well, okay. So some of them got lost because I popped out of the app and then Uh-oh. it won't let me see. It just, my bad. I'm sorry. 
But I got the gist of it. Okay, so a couple of people were saying that they lost some children recently in the last couple of years. And so they appreciated what I said. You're welcome. And I'm sorry you lost people that you love. See, that's the thing. This year, I know five people in my life died. and Four of them were in February. Um, uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Okay. I'm, some of these are out of context. Um, Nina, thank you for uh, sharing my stuff or the articles I point out in your show. I'm glad that you did that. Um, I hope that it was helpful to you. You have a we you have a way bigger audience than we do. So anytime any of the articles we share here can like be shared in your show, the more people get to know about it. So that's awesome. <laughs> uh, that's totally cool. Uh, so just keep doing that. That's very cool. Um, all right, I want to get to one other article because uh, technically our time's almost up. But uh, which one do you think, the USPS one or the archaeologist one? Let's go with the archaeologist one. That was my choice, too. Internally, it was my secret desire. We are so on the same wavelength. Okay, so according to World Net Daily, archaeologists discover a table on which the Ark of the Covenant once sat. Now, this is pretty cool. Listen to this. According to the Jerusalem Post, a 31-year, 3,100-year-old temple uncovered near Beit... Beit Shemesh. What he said may hold a link to the Ark of the Covenant, archaeologists have said. The archaeological site at a tell on the outskirts of... Beit Shemesh? Yes, 20 kilometers west of Jerusalem which has been under excavation since 2012, has now recently yielded a fascinating discovery, a stone tablet, which echoes biblical narratives of a slab on which the Ark of the Covenant is still, is said to have been placed. And, um, <laughs> the full story. I wasn't reading the full story. What the heck? I guess I gotta, yeah. Well, it's on the Jerusalem Post, so. Yeah, it is. Okay, so anyway, it says here, um, <coughs> excuse me. The table has been found within a structure thought to be a temple thanks to its construction. The building was a perfect square with walls 8.5 meters long, whose corners aligned with the cardinal points, and because it contained two large concave stones with gutters which may have been used for libation offerings, as well as vast array of pottery and animal bones indicative of ritual activity. There's a lot of evidence that this was indeed of a temple, Professor Shlomo, somebody said, of Tel Aviv University. <laughs> it's, bad, it's bad enough that I... Yeah, anyway, when you look at the structure and its content, <clears throat> it's very clear that this is not a standard domestic space, but something special. The table structure, a huge dolmen-like rock slab resting upon two smaller rocks, posed more of a challenge. At the beginning, we thought it was a maspa that had fallen over. A maspa is a type of standing stone commonly associated with cultic activity. Hmm. All right. But soon we realized that it was meant to be a table. Uh, the find is significant because it ties in with the time frame of the large stone the Ark of the Covenant was said to have placed upon when brought to beat what he said after being returned by the Philistines as recounted in the book of Samuel. 
According to the Bible, quote, now the people of Beth Shemesh were reaping their wheat harvest in the valley, and they lifted their eyes and saw the ark and rejoiced to see it. Then the cart sent by the Philistines came into the field of Joshua of Beth Shemesh and stood there. A large stone was there. So they split the wood of the cart and offered the cows as a burnt offering to the Lord. The Levites took down the ark of the Lord and the chest that was with it in which were the articles of gold and put them on the large stone. 1 Samuel 6, 13-15 The era referenced in the biblical narrative was clearly one marked by warfare between the Israelites, led by judges like Samson and Deborah, and their neighbors, the Philistines. The site bears evidence of this struggle out. Not only is it located just 7 kilometers from Tel Batish, or bat, whatever, I don't know, a Philistine settlement, but more importantly, the structure itself shows evidence of having fallen foul of warring between the nations. It is clear that at some point in the mid-12th century BCE, also known as BC people, you don't have to put the E there. That's a liberal wacky thing that they did because they're stupid. The temple was desecrated. <sighs> the pottery within it smashed to bits. When uncovering the remains, archaeologists had to dig through a thick layer, a black layer, which they initially thought was ash, but turned out to be animal dung. Ooh, can you imagine? I guess it didn't stink anymore. Anyway, the site had been turned into a buyer after being captured. I don't even... What's a buyer? B-Y-R-E. Anybody know what that is? I have no idea what that is. I believe like a fire pit, but it could be wrong. Gotcha. This would be a rare case in which Probably we can merge the biblical narrative with an archaeological find. But she, he shies away from linking the stone tablet directly with stone mentioned in the Bible, pointing out that such a conclusion would be almost impossible to prove archaeologically. He also points out that there are some inconsistencies between the narrative and the evidence. For one, the stone was said to have been located in a field below the town, not at the temple top, atop the tell. It's not easy to unpack all the twists and turns of the story that ended up in the Bible and figure out what people remembered, what was historical, and what was added later. Rather, it is likely that whoever wrote the biblical text was aware of the significance of a stone at Beit Shemesh, or <laughs> however you say that. Beit Shemesh. Yeah, okay. And incorporated, I'm only 1% Jewish, okay? I can only read 1% Jewishness stuff. Anyway, and incorporated in into the narrative. The Bible is not a historical document, but an ideological one. Oh, really? Booney Movitz said, but in but in every ide- <laughs> I could never be a, a newscaster. I just couldn't. Not in Israel. That's <laughs> Do you want to read the rest? No. This is a long... Never mind. You yeah. can go read the whole thing if you want over at Ark, at, at Jerusalem Post. <sighs> Jeez, people. All right, whatever. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Hey, if all of a sudden, like, say somebody was on regular TV news and they were reading through the, the thing and they're like, this isn't right. This I don't agree with this. I don't even know how, how, how do you say these people's names. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. You don't tune into the show for that boring old stuff. 
Boy, it shows you how wrong I was. Uh, a buyer is a cow shed, which would explain the animal dung. Gotcha. A cow shed? Yeah. Huh. I don't know why. You mean like that. a barn? Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, there's probably one or two people that would have looked that up and, yeah, and was, then emailed us and said, Bareface was wrong. I think it was conflating a. a a buyer, not a buyer, you know, but uh, um, anyway. So, Barb says the Mormons practice a form of Freemasonry. Yeah. Freemasonry? Free Freemasonry. Anyway, as far as I'm concerned, Freemasonry is simply satanic, and I come from a Masonic family. I'm very sincere about this, and I don't care who I offend, and if anyone would like to be de debate me on this, prepare to lose. I love Barb. <laughs> hey, you should hear what our pastor says. Yeah. I actually agree with you. I had, in fact, there was this creepy guy who's like a 42 degree mason or something. that used to go to our church. He kept hitting on me. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. All right. Well, our show is over, people. Are you, Do you want to say something? Um... My nose, it's no, I hate it when just, my nose... Just con uh, confirm that... Jeez, man. That, yeah, um, Mormonism borrows heavily from Freemasonry. Yeah. So, if you would like to... Oh, yeah, I forgot to ask for money. If you guys want to support our show... <laughs> money, please. <laughs> well, I, I did by offering you the product, that, but I forgot. Hey, you guys can donate, too. Yeah, I know it's the end of the year. Everybody's got lots of money to spend. Yeah, you do. So if you want to donate to us, feel free. Go to BibleNewsRadio.com. Uh, anything, anything, anything you give will help. And a couple of you this year have donated some very special stuff to us. And um, I, it means a lot to me. Gifts is my love language. So gifts and quality time. So if you... If you want to know how to love me, give me money or a gift, okay? <laughs> and, uh, and, and, or good quality time with me is good. Um, that's good too. Um, yeah. So anyway, you can donate at your leisure. And those of you who do, thank you very much. I appreciate it a lot more than you know. And so does our dog Tuggy Bear and our dog Grover and our cat Gideon. There's five little mouths that need to be fed in this house. Not just me and Bearface. And by the way, pray for Bearface, his arm. It's your left arm, right? Yeah, tendonitis, I believe. Yeah, Bearface has a lot of pain in his arm. I killed him today at pickleball. Yeah, I did. We went yeah, and played. right. <laughs> Revisionist history. <laughs> we won't go there. But anyway, he, his poor arm hurts afterwards. Yeah, it's only my right leg, hip, and upper thigh, and tennis elbow, and, you know, wrist that hurts on me. My feet are good. Yeah, they are. They've been doing well. It's just the rest of me. Hmm. Anyway, tomorrow night, we will be back, Lord willing, at 8 p.m. Central Time, our normal time. Yeah, we will. The same time we were on tonight. So if uh, there is anything you would like us to discuss, feel free to get in touch with us. And if you haven't yet joined my text message list, you can text 
Bible News to 33222. And if you don't know how to do that, let me know. I'll put your phone number in and you'll, you should be able to get text message less, um, messages. Like today's question was something about what king threw somebody in a fiery furnace or a furnace with lions or Den something. Den of lions. Den of lions. The answer is Daniel, people. That's not the king. Or, who was thrown into uh, who it? Who was thrown? Not the king. It, it the king didn't do it. Well, the king did it, but Daniel it. was the answer. It was a super easy question, and some of you got it wrong. I can't believe you. How how could you get that one wrong? That one everybody knows that. Even unchristian people know yeah. that one. Yeah, who yeah. was thrown into a den of lions? Den of lions. I am by judging an evil you. King. I am totally judging you. I am. Because this is such a basic that everybody knows it was Daniel. Every well, apparently not everybody. I could tell you who gave me the wrong answer, but I won't because I'm a nice person. But I can mock you from afar. Yeah, I can. You know. Mm-hmm. All right. So tomorrow, I'm going to throw out two questions, and we're going to see how many of you get them right. Because I missed doing this couple of days this week, so I'm just going to give you two quizzes. And hopefully you'll get it you'll get it right and then you'll feel good about yourself again. How's that? I'm all about building up people. Yeah, I am. All right, so here's the thing. People go go. Be bold. Stand up and go with God, people, because he loves you. <laughs> yeah, he does. We'll see you tomorrow.